This segment proudly brought to you by Capital Air. This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Five minutes after eight South African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful night, beautiful hot evening here in Johannesburg. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. And of course, my beloved engineer this evening is Brother uh, Tobela. Not Brother Lokolo, it's Brother Tobela. And of course, we welcome the other engineer in the Durban studio. Well, Yomu Thulatha, the 14th of uh, Jumadal Ula, 1445, which is also the 28th of uh, November, 2023. Our Zakat Nisab uh, is uh, 8,000 Rand. Meher Fatimi, 22,000 Rand. Manamam Mahar for Hanafis, 500 Rand. For Malikis, 175 Rand. For Shafi'is and Hanbalis, no Manamam Meher. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus 27847863132. Our beloved Ustad's email address is akhussain at gmail.com. That is akhussain at gmail.com. Our beloved Ustad's website is mufti, akhussain.net. That is mufti, akhussain.net. Our beloved Ustad's Twitter account is at akhussain. That is at AK Hussein. Let's uh, welcome uh, our beloved, wonderful listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International, our wonderful listeners of Sirius FM, and our wonderful listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah Wal Jama'a. Ustad, it's a beautiful night, of course, but hot, but uh, let's welcome you in uh, to the Q&A this beautiful Monday evening. Uh, and of course, uh, before we pose the first question, I think Ustad has some breaking news uh, in Gaza, in Palestine. Ustad, uh, Ustad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum ma'arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. They say war day 52. So this is the Haaretz. I smiled today when I heard one report that the Israeli government or media and so forth, they want to ban the Haaretz newspaper. They say it is giving out too much news in favor of Palestinians and others. Anyway, here's the one that I'm giving you now. Update senior Hamas officials. Next phase of deal should include not only women and children, so meaning they must release others as well. Egyptian officials say transfer of Israeli hostages to Red Cross has begun. Listen to Gallant, what Gallant has to say. When fighting resumes, we will use more power and fight through out the whole strip. So you must remember, all this time they were not using all their power. So now they have to recruit people from Malawi. Can you believe that? Such a thrashing whooping they got, the Israeli Harami super-terrorist Nazi regime, guilty of genocide, ethnic cleansing, crimes against humanity, and they talk tough, but they know Hamas defeated them, and world opinion is against them. 208 trucks entered Gaza on Monday, over 2,000 in total since October 21st. And thereafter, remember this, that they got here one, two other interesting stories. 
that the three quarters of Palestinians support Hamas attack on October 7th. So 100%, what three quarters? We'll say 90% of them included it. Listen to this story. So that is why they're very upset with Haaretz. It wasn't the Gaza disengagement, but Netanyahu's policies that led to the disaster. So that is what must, we must find out and so forth, that and expose him. So that is what is very, very important. And here yeah, one more. You know, day in America, one guy shot three Palestinians. So man arrested for shooting three Palestinian students in the U.S. is suspected in suspected hate crime. They say suspected. So it's a case of terrorism, hate crime, but they'll say suspected. And that donkey there, he says he's not guilty. So you must remember that's how they play with the law and so forth. So may Almighty Allah destroy these people there. Almighty Allah. Allah Jalla Wala has said in chapter 7 verse 167 Allah Jalla Wala will continuously punish them لَيَبَعَثَنَّ عَلَيْهِمْ إِلَىٰ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ مَنْ يَسُومُهُمْ سُوَ الْأَذَابِ That surely all Matthew Allah will punish them right till the day of justice and this will be the worst worst type of punishment on this earth and you can see how they're being punished they say they are selected people but they are selected Selected people for hellfire, not for Jannah and paradise. And Ilan Pape, who is an Israeli and a Jew, he wrote something very nice, and I sent it out yesterday. He said, "The stupid people, stupid nation. Majority of Zionists are atheists." But when you ask them, how come you got Israel? They say, no, God promised us. One side you reject God. On the other side, you say, no, God gave you. You must remember Israel. So that is how they work, always with the folk tongue. <coughs> Ustad, the listener wants to know, who should be the wakil in Nikah, Ustad? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulil kareem amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wakil means a representative of the bride. My daughter is getting married. She must appoint somebody as her wakil representative for the day of the nikah. At that time there, she just has to appoint me, for example. And you must remember, it's not necessary that the witnesses must be there on that occasion. If the witnesses are there, it's better, but not prerequisite, not a condition. And now we will say that the wali and the wakil should be the same person, preferably. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Abu Dawood, la nikah illa bi waliyin. There is no nikah. Nikah is not valid without the consent, permission of the guardian. So that's the biological father, not the adopted father and step father they don't feature anywhere and you must remember so she the lady getting married my daughter for example she appointed me as the wakil and I am the wali so the uh, wali means the guardian and wakil will mean the representative so best is for the lady to appoint the father so all of you getting married this week Friday next week Friday and weekend and what have you so remember that is what we will tell you that appoint your biological 
father, provided that he's a Muslim and is available as the wakil. If he's not available, then the uncle, al-ammusin wu abi, the father's brother, or any other family member, mashallah, so that will be good and desirable to do so, especially in case of the biological father. I see one lesson that says, Mufti Sab, they say this peace in Gaza. Is that the truth to start or not? Remember the truce and that has been increased by two days now, so it's supposed to end tomorrow morning, so Tuesday, Wednesday and night will end on Thursday. The Qataris are working very hard and similarly the Egyptians and the Americans also. Why? Because they know they're getting a good threshing from Hamas and remember more than 3,000 Jutla soldiers dispatched to Hellfire, more than 11,000 of them injured and lumping and they will lump for the remainder of life inshallah alhamdulillah and Hamas know what to do either you must remember we get martyrdom or either we get the ghanima and the spoils of war and so forth so no person in his right mind can say that Israel did not commit genocide and ethnic cleansing and crimes against humanity and war crimes in this instance here so any person who removes their jaundice from their eyes and so forth and their prejudices can see that the evidence is overwhelming Second one will be that now Israel says they want to charge the Hamas guys in Israel. Can you believe that? <laughs> then they say no, that Hamas committed rape and so forth. So all propaganda lies and so forth. You know today with AI, artificial intelligence, you can concoct so many things and so forth. And the Israelis are well known for this, for their lies and propaganda. First they said that Hamas killed so many people. When the evidence came, it was their own Apache helicopters murdering their own people. When it came, they said that Hamas beheaded their children. So for that, CNN and them had to apologize. Then they said that they molested and raped the woman. The Los Angeles Times also had to withdraw that story and so forth and so on. So you see, so many medias have carried these type of stories, you must remember, and they all had to apologize or retract and withdraw their stories stories and so forth. So therefore, when things come from the Jutlas, you must verify it always. Always you will find an element there of Hasbara propaganda involved, and you must study the words. See, I give you three examples. They say exchange of hostages. So Jutlas will be hostages, and from the Palestinians will be prisoners. Why prisoners? They were detained without trial. They not found guilty. There was no due process. So all all of them are also hostages, but the Western media, the Haramis, when a lady sells a body, she's a prostitute. So yeah, they are prostitutes. You must remember that they just sell their soul for money and so forth and bootleg the enemy. So these are also hostages. Thousands of them there held by Israel five, ten, twenty, forty, thirty, forty years and so forth, and they can do whatever they want to with them. And the white media and the West media, West the media. Majority of them will not take Israel to task for that. They will say Israelis were murdered and Palestinians died. So did they just die naturally? 
So they were martyred and murdered by the Israeli apartheid terrorist Nazi regime, Hitler's children. You need to call it out for what it is. You must remember that. If you say that the Jutlas were killed, we say, Alhamdulillah, not only killed, dispatched to Jahannam and the hellfire, and we say, good riddance. And we have no sympathy, empathy for them, those who come to murder our babies and our killers and so forth. So we must be clear on all these issues. Therefore, you Muslims also, I get so upset when I hear ulama, and even now in Cape Town I mentioned it. Why you use all the term Gaza, Gaza? Hmm. That's now you mimicking the Western media and Kufar media. Always use our Islamic terms, our Islamic terminology. Gaza, G-A-Z-Z-A. Gaza fiha al-Izza. Gaza fiha al-Baraka. Gaza fiha al-Rahma. Allah special mercy. Allah special help. Allah special blessing are descending on Gaza and therefore they can defeat the so-called powerful army that thought they were invincible and nobody can defeat them. <laughs> Ustad, I didn't see this question coming because I see there is another question saying here, Muftisab, when you coming back to Cape Town, once Monsieur Muftisab, and I see the listener is saying here, what's Muftisab's program for this week, Ustad? Inshallah, let's answer both questions. <laughs> so this week here, Inshallah, Inshallah, Aziz, we will be in Newcastle and in Dundee, Northern Natal, Inshallah, this is the program. Hafiz Anwar Pochi of Nigel, inshallah. He will take me from Heidelberg there to Newcastle. He studied by me there in Newcastle in the early 80s. He's a Hafiz also. Allah grant his parents and his in-laws, father-in-law, mother-in-law, all of them, genital firdos. Thereafter, Thursday night, I will be starting the program there, inshallah, meaning I have to be the MC there in Dalum, Newcastle. And that is Abna Al-Qadim, the reunion for the third time a reunion and this is the oldest Darulum in South Africa started by Hazrat Muqasim Sema in 1973 so it's 51 years old so the Hif Jalsa and there'll be guest speakers and so forth the Thursday night after Maghrib and many many students from abroad and locally nationally will be assembling there in Newcastle Friday Jumu'ah I will be in the town masjid there in Newcastle in Shah. Allahul Aziz. Friday Asr time I will be in Denhauser inshallah. I spoke to Brother Zahir there, our chairman there, our family member. He said Asr Salat is 5.15 so we'll have a short program after that. Thereafter inshallah we will proceed then to Dundee there's a Hif Jalsa there and after Maghrib Hafiz Yahya Bobat, mashallah he's the student of Hafiz Salim Dokrat, Hafizullah. Allah reward our Hafiz Salim Dokrat one of the great students of Hazrat Moana Ismail Katrada Rahimamullah Hazrat Moana Ismail Katrada he was not my direct teacher but I loved him respected him as a teacher he made an indelible contribution to Islam to Muslims 50 years plus teaching hifs and so forth all his children half his the last time I found out his grandchildren more than 20 23 of them Hufas and so forth so Allah grant Hazrat Moana Ismail Katrada 
Jannah, also Jannah to fill those. So that will be between Maghrib and Isha, Friday night this week, eh, inshallah, in Dandi. Then, inshallah, we'll spend the night there, and then Saturday morning we'll come back there, inshallah, to Newcastle. Our Hafiz Yusuf Kala, his son, mashallah, Mona Muhammad Kala. So they are running that girl's madrasa, or he's the overseeing officer person in charge there. So, inshallah, we will complete Riyadu Salihin Saturday morning, inshallah, for the students there. That's around 10 o'clock Saturday morning. And then at Darulum between Asr and Maghrib will be my talk there. And then the programs will continue. Sunday morning, we'll come back, inshallah, Aziz, because of the Q&A and so forth. So that's our program for this week here. Next week, Thursday, not this Thursday, next week, Thursday, we'll be back in Cape Town. And Thursday night, there will be a program. Friday, will be Jumma day in Musalla Madani of Dr. Nazir. And Saturday, Sunday will be, mashallah, day at Qasimul Uloom. And inshallah, you contact Mona Anwar Peters, the principal of Qasimul Uloom. So next week, Butas, we're coming again to eat some <laughs> Cook sisters. <laughs> MashaAllah, our brothers, they made a lot of khidmat. Uh-huh. Our brother Hassan Badat, our Mona Ilyas, our Bashir Baisan, and MashaAllah, Mona Qasim Bosch, and a lot of the graduates of my students in Darulum. So from far and wide, one student, I met him after 20 years, you know. <laughs> so Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala, uh-huh. reward them, Allah accept them, and Allah Ta'ala make our khatima ending on Iman. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. See, the sister says you forgot about the titties who started. <laughs> so we told them about the cook sisters. There was one question I laughed, you know, on Friday. One lady told me her name was Zarina in Cape Town. She says she wants to see me alone. So I, so I so I told her if you want to see me alone, I'll send my son. My son meaning Suleiman Eswab. He's looking for a wife, inshallah. So then you can discuss all the issues and then you get married also, inshallah. <laughs> what can we advertise for Christmas and New Year's to start? Almighty Allah Jalla teaches us, you must remember in the noble Quran, basic principles and laws that will apply at all times, all places, all circumstances. Surah chapter 5, verse number 2. Wata'awanu alal birri wattaqwa, wala ta'awanu alal ithmi wal udwan. That you must cooperate in goodness and piety and righteousness. Wala ta'awanu. And do not cooperate in sin and transgression. See, I give you three lessons. Lesson number one for you who say you are Christians. Where is it written in the Bible that Jesus was born on 25th December? They're taking you as fools, messes, or asses. You must remember that. If you go study your Bible, you will find in Luke, L-U-K-E, Go look in Luke and you will see that, remember, that Jesus, when he was born, then the people, the farmers and all of them, the shepherds, they were grazing the animals and so forth. That happens in summer. And if you study the noble Quran, Surah Maryam, chapter 19, you will find the same thing. So this will happen June, July time and not December time. So it will happen mid-summer time. Fresh, fresh dates will come down for you. Oh, Maryam, Sayyidah Maryam, radiallahu anha, you eat from there and you drink from there. Allah made arrangement for the water and the stream and everything for who? For her, for kuli wa shrabi wa qarri aina. You eat 
eat and you drink and that will bring coolness to your eyes so the Quran Sharif is telling you it happened in summer and it happened the Luke is telling you that in the Bible but they cooked it up to fool the people and the business people are very happy so they can make maximum amount of money in minimum time so remember to say Christmas 25th December only idiots and fools will say that you go <laughs> ask any Pope any priest any pastor show me where is the evidence that 25th December is Miladu Isa alayhi salam the honorable birth of Jesus peace be upon him absolute lie and fabrication and you come to Junior Nivayar 1st January another lie see we are in November just go back I teach you a lesson September Sept Sept means seven October Ox means eight November the month we are in now means nine next month December Des means ten so your new year started on the first of March but the Pope came, Pope Gregory, you must remember, he's running around with the idol, and the idol got two faces, good face and bad face, and he could say the idol's name is Janus. So he says, no, we must cook up the calendar, bring about changes, amendments to it, and so forth. So the Julian calendar became the Gregorian calendar, and then they brought January in and said, Nivayar, New Year then, you see. And still they couldn't come right, so they brought February. Still they couldn't come right, so they cooked it up and they said, no, that some months will be 28, some will be 29, some 30, some 31, so 29 will be a leap year. Now imagine that Christian guy or non-Muslim guy, in Islam we don't celebrate birthdays, so it's got no issue with us. But for you, non-Muslim, it becomes an issue. You were born on 29th of February, so when will your birthday come? Once every four years. You see the inconsistency, the deception and fabrication. They're making you idiots and fools. So we're celebrating Nivayar. But hmm. is it Nivayar? Your names of the months and the date of it so is not correlating and is not corresponding. November means 9, but you write 11. Tomorrow you will write Tuesday 28 stroke 11, 23. But if you study the philology history of November, Nov, Nov means 9. December you will write 1, 0, 1, then you will write 12. But if you study philology history of words, then this December means 10. You see how foolish they're making you. Mm. So that are what you say. Masses are S's. Al-Awam kal-an-am in Arabic, you see. Mm. Ustad, we were told that uh, in Umrah, uh, that we should wear normal sandals, etc. Is it true, Sad? So remember, for you Muslims to go and advertise and promote Christmas, Xmas, and to promote New Year, all that absolutely haram. Man Whoever imitates a people is part and parcel of them. Authentic hadith in Abu Dawood and in Mustad Ahmad. Sayyidina Omar, Amirul Mu'minin, radiallahu anhu wardas, wonderful, beautiful, and it is mentioned in Bayhaqi stay far far away from the enemies of all during their celebrations and festivals for you the women you must wear socks remember that you must wear stockings you wear your normal everything and you cover your feet properly you Hanafi woman also you should and you must wear remember you keep your feet open and all that the men touch you you touch them you guilt 
iniquity of a major major sin. وَمَيْ يُرِدِ فِيهِ بِإِلْحَادٍ بِذُلْمٍ نُزِقُ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ In the Haram Sharif, when you are exposed, when you just do, you just make intention of deviation and oppression, Allah says, we will unleash a painful, terrible punishment for you. Chapter 22, verse 25, according to Shafi's Maliki Zambalis, for the woman to wear stocking socks whenever they go out of the house or they're reading Salat in the house is compulsory. They must cover it. So more so than the Haram Sharif, you are Hanafi woman also. You should take heed on that. Next one for the man, you wear sandals, you wear shoes, all that totally permissible. According to Shafi, is Maliki Zambalis. Only thing must be the ankles must be exposed both sides. That's all. So whether you want to wear sandals, shoes in Ihram, in the state of consecration, it's fine. Hanafis only say no, that the ankles also must be exposed and the metatarsal if you put your finger there in the middle so yeah I'm putting my finger in the middle here between your toes and between your ankles on top you will feel there's a bone there so that must be exposed so that is kaab so Hanafis include the ankles and the metatarsal for the man and remember that's the only difference of opinion so you can wear shoes sandals provided that Hanafis the metatarsal and ankles must be exposed Shafi is Malik is Hanbalis only the ankles must be exposed so whatever is comfortable for you Ustad can we fasten the haram in Jeddah remember people this morning I answered three questions or so like that people look for healers the Jutlas were masters of looking for loopholes and skaldakhari and so forth now the Muslims are starting that Sheikh bin Baz rahimahullah the Grand Mufti of Saudi Arabia we met him several times mashallah Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus he is buried there in Maqbaratul Adal so there are three famous graveyards in Makkah Mukarrama one is Mu'allah what you call Mala Mala is wrong Mu'allah and then you must remember Shara'i so that's where they bury most of the people and for the special people it's today's mother and you must remember Sheikh bin Baz and all of them Rahimahullah so they are buried in Maqbaratul Adal so that is the third famous graveyard so he wrote a beautiful fatwa Al-Ihram fi Jeddah to wear Ihram in Jeddah la yajuz la bil bar wa la bil you can't fasten ihram in Jeddah irrespective of how you came in by plane or by ship or by road and so forth and that is our fatwa on that issue the pilot is telling you so they say no I'm going to spend the night there and so forth then I'll fasten ihram in Jeddah not permissible from there go to Medina if you want or if you want to come really to Makkah first then go to Juhfa and then you fasten your ihram there is one hour one and a half hour away and there the good facilities make intention there and then you come if you fasten a haram in Jeddah our fatwa is dumb will be compulsory and you will have to slaughter a goat or a sheep there in Makkah Mukarramah for passing the miqat without being in the state of a haram somebody wants to know Ustaz, how much meher 
should one pay according to Shafi'i Ustad? According to the Shafi'is Hanbalis, there is no stipulated minimum amount of mahar. So whatever the two parties agree on, so you getting married there in Cape Town and Mr. Mr. Parker, Mrs. Parker's, you understand, daughter. So whatever you must remember that I got students by the name of Parker, so I just thought of them. So anyway, maybe you'll start thinking, whose Parker <laughs> is this now? So anyway, you must remember that so that are you understood so she will discuss with the parents she say 50 rand 50 rand 100 rand 100 rand 10,000 10,000 so like that whatever they agree on and if you don't want to give cash so then you can give kind also clothing whatever you she says no cash no kind so we ask her what you want she say you must teach me the Quran Sharif make me a hafiz of so many surahs so that also is permissible according to Shafis and them I must teach the whole Amma Supara Juze Amma all this is not permissible according to Hanafis as Mahar that I tell you that I will teach you Quran and so forth so many 20, 40, 50 surahs so Shafis Hanbalis and them they allow that also provided that the lady and then she agrees on it she's happy about it so all that so it's very flexible issue according to the Shafis <laughs> well it's exactly now 28 uh, minutes uh, to 9 o'clock we're going to go for our interval when we come back inshallah we will continue with the q and a don't go away stay tuned whose fatwa is this this is not ak's fatwa or ak-47's fatwa this is the fatwa direct from imam zainul abideen you don't belong to this ummah q a send us your question on 084-786-3132 I was a grapevine in Palestine Where I lived with a family on a farm Every day before dawn the roosters would call Before Fajr Salah was performed Then labor and toil in the fields so in seed We would witness the farm transform I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. Then the day came I will never forget when they pulled our roots from the soil. They slashed every vine and they chopped every tree, every chicken inside they killed. I was a grapevine in Palestine and I have a story to tell. The farmers watched in vain, filled with tears and pain, as the bullets went flying in. Oh, what a price to pay, pay for this land, this land of Palestine. I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. Allah, ya Allah, show us your mercy, ya Allah. This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. 
Well, it's uh, 8.34 p.m. South African time on this beautiful night, a beautiful evening here in Johannesburg. Once again, let's welcome our wonderful listeners of Radio Al Ansar International, our wonderful listeners of uh, Sirius FM, and our wonderful listeners of Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah Well, Jama'a. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084 3132 international overseas listeners plus 27847863132 somebody says a respected mufti sahab in the mubarak haram is it okay if we stand next to a shia how do we identify them without speaking to them ustad to identify a Shia is very, very easy. Obviously, if you stand next to them, the Saudi regime is allowing everybody. They allow Kufar also now in Makkah, Medina, and so forth. They don't bother nowadays as long as they can make money. So that is the whole aim of Hajj and Umrah nowadays. They want 30, 35 million people to come there to perform pilgrimage. Hajj must be go up to 4, 5 million, and Umrah must go to 30 million plus. So that is their aims and objective. So very, very easy. You must remember, if you look at the Shia, how they read Salat. So in the ending of the Salat, you will see that we make Salam to the right and the left. You will see they raise their hand and they hit their thigh three times, one, two, three times. Or you will see they keep a turba, a small stone, you must remember, that is there where they perform sajda and so forth. When I went to Iran in 2013, first Rabi'ul Awal Monday, and I came back on the 13th of Rabi'ul Awal, the Saturday. So whenever you enter there, Husseinia, as they call it, they don't call it masjid or mosque, they call it Husseinia. So when you enter there, first thing they will look for pebbles, that stone, the turba, they call it. So sometimes they take one, sometimes they take two. So they put one by the forehead, meaning the forehead must rest there, and the nose, the tip of the nose, one for balancing and one for alignment. They got a lot of potholes, these kuffar shias, you must remember that. Their brains also got potholes and so forth. They like backdoor business also. For them, you must remember to sodomize their wives and all that, all permissible, the haramis. So you must remember that. So that is the kufa. Second one, you can recognize them by their clothing. They will wear the black turban and so forth, and the head will be open. They won't wear a hat or a topi there and so forth. And you will see that they wear the black jubba, the black covering and so forth. So like that, there are many, many signs. But remember, if they're troubling you and so forth, that you know that they want to read Salat, they are funny way. Just move away from them. Don't tell them anything because then you will get into trouble nowadays. You know how things they are now with MBS, the shaitan there. So you must remember that rather you just move away and don't enter into any confrontation. Let's go to Senton Ustad. Muftisab, we heard there's a new virus that is out. It's worse than COVID. We were told that uh, to take the jab before the virus come to South Africa. Remember a lot of uh, Muslims passed away during COVID to start. And a lot of people, you must remember, were told they got COVID but they had no COVID. And a lot of Mufatiyas, doctors and Muslim and non-Muslims became millionaires with that. That was not a pandemic. It was a plandemic and a scamdemic and so forth. So therefore, they just instill fear in the people. Close the mosques, close the churches, 
close all this, you must remember all these things here and close the business and what and what. This was the white rule, the white hegemony that they want one government for the whole world and Hamas is stopping that, Muslims are stopping that, Putin is stopping that. So therefore we support Hamas, we support Putin. Putin is a big harami, but you need haramis in cases like this. You must remember that to give America and Europe and NATO and Israel a good bloody nose. So you must remember that. So therefore, forget all these things here of virus and all that. Gaddafi said in those days, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, that he said that they will tell you there's a virus and so forth and so on. So after that, your brains will be damaged. You won't be able to think and all that. How many people took the virus and so forth? And they can't lead a normal life, the, the jab and what have you. So we didn't take anything. We just turned to Almighty Allah and we said, Allahumma inni a'udhu bikamin sayyil asqam. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from who? That from the evil dreaded diseases. These doctors and them, some of them, they just tell me messages. You don't your field. You can't pass verdict and so forth. Today when I send them message, all summum bukmun umyun. All deaf, dumb and mute. They don't speak nothing now. You must remember <laughs> this type of things. Local and international. From Canada and America. I say, hey, you can't speak. And when I send them all now, all silent. They don't speak one word. Mufatias they are, what they are. So you must remember, just want to you make money for them. And that, that's the truth. We must speak the truth. We don't have to carry favor with any person, any organization, any politician, any government. We must shame them and name them and shame them. That is what Islam teaches us when people are making us fools. Mm. So this is only fools will believe them. You must remember that. Mm. Was that question on birthdays? Which amal is impermissible when it comes to birthdays? Greeting someone with the words happy birthday, gifting, celebrating, party. All A to Z, everything haram, you must remember, these are all alien foreign customs, got nothing to do with Islam. That every year we get older, we must be more worried about, about death and about our cover and about the year after. Well, Asri, Almighty Allah takes an oath on time. So in chapter 103 in the beginning, Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hadith in Bukhari Sharif ni'matan maghbunun fihima kathirun minan nas two bounties majority of the people they just waste it and squander it as-sihhatu wal-faraq your health and your leisure time free time and Abdullah the Mas'ud faqihu adil ummah the grand mufti of this ummah he used to say you must remember that when the sun used to set his face would become Somber. So the, my lifespan is getting shorter and shorter, decreasing, and my righteous deeds are not increasing. So all these birthdays to wish people well, to have a 
a party, celebration, all that. If people tell you today is their birthday, tell them they start preparing more and more for the year after. For sabih bihamdi rabbika wastaghfir. Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, completed his magnum opus, Sahihul Bukhari, Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. With this verse in mind, the message and the mission of Mustafa sallallahu was coming to an end. So you, Ya Rasulullah, O Mustafa, Habibuna sallallahu said the precedent for humanity and posterity, for sabih bihamdi rabbika wastaghfir. Read subhanallah wa hamdihi abundantly. You know you're going to Jannah, you'll be the first personality, first one in the creation, but have that best precedent for humanity. The ummah must learn to do that and wastaghfir abundant istighfar. So all this birthday story, all haram and got no place in Islam. Inna al-mubadhirina kanu ikhwana shayateen. People who have parties and celebrations and go to the restaurant and have a big chow and a big meal and all, all those become brothers of Satan. Those who squander their wealth in haram, obviously, they are the brothers of Satan, Lucifer, Shaitan. Chapter 17, verse 27. Listen to this question, Ustad. If a person is a defaulter by a bank loan, but he has taken the loan mortgaging his house, is he still eligible for zakat? Please, my husband and I really need help, Mufti Sab, uh, and we are stressing so much. We feel our small children sorry. Can we give our bank account out to people? Our sheikh say it is permissible. Ustad. So you must remember if you think that we're going to announce your bank account and all that, you, you have to then <laughs> dial the wrong number. We don't do all these things. I ask you three questions. Do you have a TV in your house? How many TVs you have? Do you have cell phone in your house? So all this is yes. How much subscription you are paying for your Hollywood, Bollywood? So how many cars you have? And then you want to come tell me you want to take zakat? All haram it is. You bunch of mufatiyas. You must remember that. So you want to lead a luxurious lifestyle. You just want to live it up. And then you look for zakat. Totally haram. Not permissible to give you zakat. <laughs> that sheikh of yours, not a mufatiya. You must remember that. Tell him that he must ask you these questions. <laughs> well, is it true that Abu Ubaidah was selected by Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as the highest ranking from all sahaba? Remember the greatest Sahabi radiallahu an is Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an. Any person who says something else, remember, is Dal and Mudil. Today I sent out a clip and a whole big fatwa and a message of people who spoke against one of their own people that that person has got some Shia intonations and so forth and so on. I sent it out. You can go to my Telegram account on my groups and everything and you will find it there. You can go on our website also you will find it there mufti akhussein.net and so forth so you must remember that Quran is telling you what you're talking surah 9 verse number 40 surah 9 surah toba verse 40 thaniyath nain ithuma fil ghar that the, the two the second of the two so first one is Mustafa sallallahu sallam and then the second one is Sayyidina Abu Bakr siddiq second of the two in the caves Second of the two, you must remember when they entered Medina Munawwara. Second of the two on the Musalla of Nabi Alayhi 
Salam, that Thursday night, the last Thursday, Isha Salat, he said, oh, because Siddiq Radiallahu performed the Imam with Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Fajr time, 17 Salat, all with the permission, command of Nabi Alayhi Salatu Salam, Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Muru Aba Bakrin Falyuswalli Bin Nas. So remember that anybody says that any other Sahabi, Sena Umar, Sena Usman, Sena Ali, Sena Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah, or anybody else is greater than Sena Bakr, he is dull and mudil and <laughs> totally astray. We reject it totally. On that day's Ijma, Khairul Bashar Bad al Anbiya was Sena Bakr as Siddiq, Radiallahu Anwarda, the greatest personality to walk on this earth after all prophets and messengers. Alayhim salatu salam is him, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiallahu anhu arda. Ustad, if the Shafi couple agrees that the meher will be to teach a surah or a juice, etc., and what if the husband doesn't do this? What is the uh, recompense to start? So you must remember he's guilty of a major crime and so forth and so on. Then you must renegotiate something else. So you must remember he can't be deflowering you and enjoying you. So remember what is the maqsad, hadaf and purpose and objective of mahar. Mahar, we don't translate as dowry. See, another thing. You will find the Molana, the imam performing the nikah and using the word dowry. is a Christian term there. And got Christian connotation, totally rejected. Use the term Quran uses Wa'atun Nisa Aswadukati inna nihla. Mahar, just say Mahar or say the marital gift. So that is the proper translation. We must be very careful with these terms here. Don't have that, you know, herd mentality, follow the pipe piper and so forth. That is foolishness that. So anyway you must remember that why did Islam impose upon the husband you must pay the mahar, the marital gift to the wife. One, it will be security for her. Second one, no pay, no play. So you are going to deflower her. You're going to enjoy yourself and so forth and so on. So she also must get some benefit. So therefore, we tell you that pay 20,000, 22,000 mahar fatimi, give a kruga coin 10,000, 30,000, 40,000, whatever the price is. And she must determine this. So now, if he doesn't want to do that, then you must renegotiate. You must remember what the mahar should be, and he can't just be playing with you and taking advantage of you, and he's not doing anything, sitting on his uh, stand posterior, sitting on his uh, stand uh, carcass, and thinking of hadi and all that. It don't work like that in Islam. Mm. Well, uh, I've got uh, Sister Olivia. She says, hi, AK. Why does Islam not allow the dead body to be clothed with its normal clothes, as is the practice with non-Muslims. Sister Olivia, we'll start. My sister Olivia, story time. Thank you for your question. We want you non-Muslims to pose your question. Sister Olivia, how you contacted us now? All you non-Muslims, tomorrow morning, inshallah, inshallah, Laziz, 4 o'clock, Mona Arafat, my brother Junaid Khan, and my brother Riyaz Hussein and them, they'll be here 4 o'clock. I'll come down at 5 past 4 or so. So that's when we start. We have one, two verses of the Noble Quran. 
we explain it to you. Then I give you the news, views, interviews, what's happening in different parts of the world. And then the line is open, uncensored. You can ask anything. Today, one guy from America say, AK, I curse you. I do this. Mm. And uh, so I say, but you like the show, you see. <laughs> so these are these guys, real crazy guys. You must remember that. So anyway, my sister, Olivia, so tomorrow morning, wake up early mm-hmm. and listen to us every day, Monday to Saturday, with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah. Story time, my sister, Olivia. I was a very, very young boy. And my neighbors were not, were not Muslims. We had Ramsamis and we had Govansamis and we had Padyachis and all of them there around us, right? We had in Heidelberg, Heidelberg, if you know Transvaal, now Gauteng. Our shop was in front and behind. And my friends were not Muslims. We were growing up four, five, six, seven, but I'm always the captain, right? If we're playing soccer, it's my soccer ball. So if they make nonsense, I take the ball away and match is finished. It's my cricket bat, it's my ball, it's my stumps and all. If they make nonsense, the match finishes. So they must <laughs> listen what I'm telling them. So that is how we used to operate. They all knew that. Say, so what nonsense, Mark? Mark. <laughs> yeah, the other the match will get finished. You must play fair. Don't make all funny, funny things. So anyway, so our neighbor was one person, Ramsami. He never wore a suit in his life that I know of. He never wore a tie in his life. You understood? Now we were young boys, four, five, six, seven years old, and now he died. So now we went to go see. They put him in a brand new suit. They gave him a tie. They even brought a walking stick and all these kind of things and put him there. And then they called like a, not like a smart limousine like nowadays, but like a smart, this like smart car. And they say, no, now he's going for his last journey. I am asking you, Olivia, be honest about this. Islam says for the men, you just bathe them, you to give them a go. You wash them, bathe them, and you use three pieces of material calico. For my mother, for my sister, you use five pieces, one for the bosom extra, and one for the head, and so forth. You must remember extra, the khimar, what we call. So five pieces, you must remember. Okay? So my sister, I want to ask you, you, Olivia, <laughs> that when I say you, I mean, uh, not personally you, the Western culture I'm speaking about. Mm. You have to take out insurance for your death already. So they're putting you into debt before your death already. Why? Because now you have to wear a certain type of clothing. Then they have to give you, get to send you off in a hearse, in a limousine. Then they have to buy a coffin for you. (laughs) So it's all unnecessary expenses. Mm. Islam is the only religion that appeals to everybody. You know majority of the people are poor in the world, 80%. 8 billion people today, 7 billion people cannot even afford 3 meals per day. So Islam is there as a savior for humanity at all times, all places. So everything is based on simplicity. The person passes away, a millionaire or a pauper, we will bathe him, mail three pieces of calico. Thereafter, then we'll have the funeral prayer and then the burial, no coffin, no all those things there. The Muslim, you go into thousands, 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 then they have to go back for money here and there and so forth. What you say, my sister Olivia, which is the better system and hmm. the natural system? Hmm. Allah, Akbar, subhanallah. So somebody says, can you use interest money? 
to Pesah's vet. Ustad. 100% al-khabisah to lil-khabisin. All this taxes to the government is khabis, is impure, and all these fines and all these customs and due and tolls and whatever you, Islamically is all zulam oppression, not permissible. So if you use interest, money is permissible. And remember, interest is haram, totally haram. But you use one thing, interest for interest, and all the zulam oppression, permissible. We will say al-khabisah to lil-khabisin, chapter 24, verse 26. Six, one khabiz for the other khabiz one immoral for the other immoral hmm. someone is saying someone made a mistake Ustad and said that it is permissible to take photos of uh, animate objects what is the repercussions of this statement Ustad remember our honorable Ustad Sheikh Muhammad Ali Sabuni Rahimahullah wrote a wonderful thesis on this go open his book Rawaiul Bayan Fi Ahkamil Quran Ahkamul Photographia even Sheikh Bin Ba's fatwa I've got you must remember that in a book if you read Sheikh Bin Ba's old old kitabs they used to even write after him his name Sheikh Bin Ba's Alhambali Rahimahullah Sheikh Bin Ba's Najdi Rahimahullah and words like that in his old old kitabs you must remember now obviously they took all those things out and so forth but nevertheless you must remember so animate objects is not permissible so he's got there adillatul mubihin adillatul mani'in those who say it's permissible what proof they give Sheikh Sabuni rahimahullah Ustad wrote and those who say not permissible and then the response to those who say permissible see where this whole industry is gone today they got such gadgets you must remember that that with this AI and artificial intelligence and certain other things me I don't understand how these things work but they can take somebody's head and put it on somebody else's body they can strip you naked without you realizing and put you on the internet and what then what goes on how the kids are being affected by it and so forth somebody say I want to be your friend and I'm 5 years old 10 years old but these are pedophilia they are involved in pedophiles you must remember that and they then want to take the innocence away of the child so therefore islam say all this haram yes if there's a need then it's different passport id visa all that that is different but all this what people are doing today your baby is born first thing put on instagram put on facebook all haram all these things mm-hmm. then after one week one month you say my baby is very sick but you yourself is your brains didn't the hadith of nabi alayhi salam say Inna haqun, that the evil eye mm-hmm. is the truth so you must think properly of this issues. I see there's a, a mother here says that bowing down to statue etc is this shirk because uh, my son is doing martial arts and before they enter the class they all have to bow down to start to the statue but just out of respect to start totally haram you can lose your iman you must remember that you want to do exercise you want to do karate judo whatever you must tell them from the start if I do it I'm not going to bow down in Islam, we don't bow down to anybody, dead or alive. You must remember that. Therefore, Hamas, Yahya, Sirwan, he's laughing and he's smiling there. Even the Harits carried it in their articles. They say Yahya, Sirwan, is smiling there in the cave, you must, in the tunnel, and he's making a laughing stock of BB. Benjamin, nay, how many children, babies have you murdered today, you harami? Every day you must post this on X. 
Oh, Elon Musk is there. You must remember in Israel, they're telling him, hey, there's too much anti-Semitism going on and so forth. So he's just there to make money. What else he's going to worry about? So anyway, you must remember this. So Yahya Sirwan is doing all these things here, yeah, running the whole operation from there at the bottom and so forth. So what was the question? Actually, the question was... Uh... I think I deleted so the, oh, bowing down to the statue. Ah, yeah, bowing down to the statue. That was the question. So then I thought of Yahya Sinwar and them, Sirwan, S-A-R-W-A-N. He said, and remember the Palestinians, they said for years, 75 years and more, they're saying, we will never surrender to you Israelis, Americans and all your comrades and cronies and haramis we only bow down to Almighty Allah we only prostrate to Almighty Allah for us it's imma shahada wa imma ghanima so either we obtain and take martyrdom and leave this world or either we defeat you like how the Taliban defeated the Americans and the coalition for the eight countries and then we get the booty and the spoils of war so now if you read today's Haaretz you will see there they got more and more hostages so <laughs> the Hamas miscounted miscounted meaning they looked here looked here looked here they found they got more hostages than what they were thinking they got so Allah is giving them more and more bounty you see that so now they can negotiate more and more so in Islam totally haram you can't bow down for a Nabi and for a prophet you can't bow down for anybody remember that let alone a statue statue <laughs> or for your karate master and whatever seven belt and eight belt and ten belt and whatever all haram you can lose your iman if you're not <laughs> careful a minute uh, to nine o'clock who start somebody says here yeah, remember ak the war is not over as yet and to all your muslims the Jews will rise. Hebrew brother will start. Hebrew brother, so what you are recruiting the Malawis? What you sitting here, you Hebrew, you rascal, you coward? For what you sitting here? You're sending the Malawi guys there. You give them money, you Mufatia, so you free your masonry and your missionary. So why you don't pack up and go there? Hamas will give you one nice rooster and booster up here, you know what? So you must remember that he, he, Judaism is dead. Hmm. Why is that? The whole Judaism is hijacked by Zionism and Zionism majority of them, Ilan Pape wrote, they don't even believe in Almighty Allah. So forget Judaism. Remember you're going to hell, Hebrew brother, if you die in the state and condition. So you know what's happening in Cape Town? I come from Cape Town. The DA want to cut deals with Israel and so hmm. forth. So now they don't allow the Palestinian flag in the legislature, the provincial legislature, some people are being harassed. Now some Jutlas, your brothers, and we want to leave Israel, and they want to settle in Cape Town. Cape Town is a gay capital. Somebody <laughs> will get busy with them there. Better <laughs> warn them. You must remember. Nine o'clock. Takbir, Allahu Akbar. Stay tuned. We'll be back, inshallah. Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132.